0: Hey, we're joined by uh, a person who definitely did serve, Raymond Kelly, my father, Colonel, United States Marine Corps. 30 years he was in, including a uh, one-year one year tour of duty of combat in Vietnam. How are you, sir? Welcome back. Happy Veterans Day. Greg, it's great to be
1: with you. And I must say, happy 248th birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Today is the day that... Uh, uh, as I say, 48 years ago, in Tun Tavern, Philadelphia, the organization that you and I respect and love so much was formed. And it's done great service for this country for all of that time.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It, they started it in a bar. <laughs> it, it was founded in a bar. How about that? No way, I don't think any other standing army in the world was was started in a bar, but it was. And we love the Marine Corps. We're grateful to the Marine Corps. Hey, Explain to people how you were able to stay in the Marine Corps for 30 years and still be a cop at the same time.
1: Well, I would say this: the police department was very generous as far as uh, police officers staying in the reserves. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was, on active, I was on active military duty for over three years and still uh, from the NYPD, I was on leave. And uh, it's been very great in that way, and uh, yeah, I was able to join the reserve units uh, to do exercises with them, to be deployed during the summer, and uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed uh, every minute of it. Quite frankly, it was a, it was a great experience for me, and the, the police department, as I say, was <laughs> you know so so understanding as far as the reserve duty is concerned. And right now, there are many police officers who are members of the active reserve, and it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I yeah, know it is. And uh, I remember those summers, you'd go off on active duty, we'd tag along as a family, and uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Hey, let me just ask you this. You were, in, you were in the Vietnam War. If somebody comes up to you and just asks you this question, what was that like? What was it like, the Vietnam War? What's your answer to that? Well, Like, I, I don't know, I'd have to think about it. Uh, an
1: answer Uh, it's like uh, you know probably any war there's the times of uh, boredom and then uh, stark terror Uh, you know you come close to losing your life you see other people lose their lives I mean it's a you know it's it's a terrible experience and yet a very uh, rewarding experience in a way you know enables you I think to to, to be confident to take on just about any challenge, uh, so it was uh, you know Vietnam was a uh, uh, <clears throat> kind of a swampy place. It was it was muddy and, and it was cold too. You can be up on top of a mountain and uh, have the wind whip through you at uh, eleven o'clock m- midnight or whatever. So it was it was many things, but overall it was a what I would have to say it was an enriching experience. Today, apparently, the Vietnamese are very friendly to the United States and uh, want tourists to, to go there. I, I hear that a lot. I'd, I'd like to go there myself, uh, maybe one of these days. But um, it was. I'm certainly glad I, I did it. Let's put it that way. It was a great experience.
0: How about that? You know what? I don't think I've ever heard that in my life, that Vietnam could be cold. It could be cold uh on a mountain at night. How about that? Uh and what was it like when you got back? Uh you know, you hear that story uh the, the, the vets, uh people in uniform were spat upon. I always I have a feeling that was kinda of overblown. Um but but you came back. What was that experience like coming back?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see any of that I I, I don't think uh You know, like Marines were were, uh, affected by that. But I will tell you this, in the police department, uh, I had to police many of those uh, anti-war demonstrations. And they were, you know, they were pretty nasty. And it was, uh, you know, not unlike some of the things we see today, but today seems, seems much worse. But it was sort of incongruous to be in a position to, to be in the war and then come back and, and police people protesting uh, the war. Yeah. It was a, uh, it, you know, it was, it was sort of a crazy time, certainly in the late 60s and early 70s. There were a lot of a lot of demonstrated, uh, demonstrations all over the place.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
1: How about this?
0: Today, you've become actually an expert. You've studied anti-Semitism. Its roots uh where it flourishes and unfortunately it's flourishing uh in parts of the world and I guess even here now. I know you uh specialized, you studied it in Europe, but this to me is a shock what we're seeing right now in America. And uh, are are you shocked? Are you surprised to see it on such open in, in such open display?
1: Yes. Uh, I am I'm definitely shocked. You know, I did look at anti Semitism in Europe. And the bottom line is that uh, people said that the anti-Semitism in Europe was worse than it's been since World War II. But what shocked me now is the open manifestation of what people uh, are willing to, to associate their faith in their name to blatant anti-Semitism. I also saw in colleges here, now this is a couple of years ago, how embedded these uh, these pro-Palestinian or should I say, pro-Hamas uh, organizations are, and all they engaged in was harassing uh, Jewish students. And they, they were not about anything else but to sort of degrade and to interrupt and disturb uh, events that Jewish organizations had. And they they had well over a hundred chapters in major colleges throughout the country. So uh, yeah, the 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 blatantness of this is is, is shocking, and uh, I I I don't know how we how we get out of this. It's just uh, it, you know it, it, it's a terrible blot to, on on education. I think as much as anything else, because that's yeah. where the heart of this uh, uh, anti-Semitism is. I yeah. think arises in this country is college campuses. That you group
0: know. you talked about Students for Justice in Palestine, yeah, that it, it, it sounds like a kind of a an, a, a an innocuous name, but they're harassing Jewish students on campus. It's it's just unfathomable. And you're right. I mean, look, you, hey, you're a Harvard graduate. Harvard. You went to the Harvard Kennedy School. You have a master's. Harvard. I remember when you went to Harvard. It was like my goodness gracious, what an honor. It was we were all thrilled, so prestigious. This stuff is flourishing at the best colleges or what we thought were the best colleges in the world, MIT, Harvard, Columbia, and I don't know. It's heartbreaking, and as you said, how do we stop it? I i don't know. Too many people – I don't know if you remember. I was talking about this a little while ago. Bubba Wallace, he was a NASCAR driver, and the whole world freaked out when it was erroneously reported, he happened to be black, that there was a noose in his garage. Well, it turned out to be a piece of string attached to the garage – um, you know, to pull the garage down, and I remember Lester Holt breaking news all the time. You know, uh, racism in NASCAR, and it was like, wow, we really have to do something about this. And you're not sensing that right now.
1: No, uh, look, the complaints and the harassment of Jewish students on these campuses has gone on for years. Yet the administration, the administrations of these schools, do absolutely nothing. They look the other way. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But they do not want to get engaged in that in that issue. So this is this is something that I was surprised to find uh, was going on for such an extended period of time on on college campuses. So it's a uh, you know it's embedded there, and we need to do a hundred and eighty degree change with our educational system as far as as these issues are concerned. So I think that this, this country. Uh, Survive, you know. I'm I'm very worried about the future of the of you know USA.
0: Hey, Dad, do you remember that time we saw the guy steal the car? We were in Minneola. You were in one car. I was in another. We picked up a car at LaGuardia Airport that I think Jimmy had left, and all of a sudden we see a guy steal that car. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. What about? It? I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I just thought, first of all, I had the sense that boy, I think that car might have been stolen. You saw that the guy busted right through a fence and you took off after him. Now, I don't, I guess we don't have to tell the whole story here, but it was pretty damn cool to see you in action. And I've seen it now. I've seen it twice, actually, twice in the suburbs. And let me ask you this, actually. So you're a New York City police officer at the time and something bad happened in uh, Nassau County. I mean, one was a purse snatching, the other was a stolen car. You're authorized to take action, correct?
1: Yeah, you're a police officer in New York State. The state is is the entity that gives you the authority. So if you're in New York State and you're a police officer, sure, you can can take action, certainly for a felony, which uh, those crimes were.
0: What if I'm speeding over the George Wa- in, in the Bronx, and I take the George Washington Bridge, and I go, and I'm being chased by a cop, and I go into New Jersey? Does he have to break pursuit?
1: Uh, yeah, there are there are hot pursuit uh, provisions in in the law when you go into another
0: jurisdiction. Yes, they would probably just call the troopers in New Jersey and say, "Hey, he's coming," right?
1: Yeah, they call ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, All right. The phone is a very powerful tool, a very powerful weapon for. Police officers in in pursuit.
0: Well, note to self: don't run from the cops. Don't ever try to flee. And uh, Ray Kelly, wow, um, great talking to you, my father, and um, appreciate your uh, your recollections of, of of Veterans Day. And a hey, one more quick question: because you went through boot camp at a different time than I did, what was boot camp like when you went through?
1: Well, it was uh, pretty rough it was a lot of physical contact and uh you know the marine corps was noted for that and i think still is in many ways in, in a different a different approach not not certainly not as uh as much contact as there were in in, in those days when we when you but say nobody, contact nobody really nobody we, really complained about it well you know you'd be grabbed you'd be pushed around that, that sort of thing it's unbelievable what? but people but, and people were able to drop out. You could just, oh, that's it for me. I'm leaving. So uh, you know, I was in the officer candidate uh, program. So, but it, it was a, uh, it was sort of a rite of passage that nobody really uh, became particularly disturbed over.
0: Yeah, yeah. They used to, they used to actually hit candidates. They, but they don't do that anymore. I can attest to that. I went through it. They don't do it. Uh, but they, uh, they test you in other ways, and it's still a brutal. Brutal process, so think long and hard before you sign up for the Marines or any military service. But if you do, and as long as it doesn't go crazy woke, I think you're in for the time of your life or lives. So, uh, Ray Kelly, thank you very much. Say hi to Mom. I will, okay. Thank you. All right, we'll be Next right back. Take bet. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.